Welcome back to First Class Football. I'm Dylan here with Trey and Gavin. What's up, guys? What's up, boys? Uh, today we're going to start off with some news, and then we're going to get into uh, predictions and just talking about the AFC North and AFC South. Uh, Trey, why don't you start off with some news here? Uh, I think for me the biggest, probably the biggest news, fantasy-wise, probably J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. They're going to split the carries 60-40, and Gus Edwards is going to get most of the goal line carries. Are you guys comfortable taking him, J.K. Dobbins, in the third or fourth round right now? Probably fourth round, but I feel like a second round pick definitely. At first, I was gonna, I would, I would take him at second round, but with that news, probably not. Yeah, uh, I've kind of been fear. I know you guys have known I'm high on uh, J.K. Dobbins since him being a rookie and everything. But since the news of them re-signing Gus, I knew that th- this is going to be. Uh, a lot closer than people think. It's not just going to be handed to Dobbins. Gus is still going to get his work. Yeah, that's uh, those are all good points. Um, back to what you were saying about where I'd be comfortable drafting him, probably fourth, maybe. I don't. Know. I think he has a lot of upside because the offense is going to run the ball a lot, but and Lamar's just going to get a lot of rushing work. Edwards will get his, and Dobbins like it's not what I'm looking for for like an RB1 which he could have been this year like if or like that sort of player had Edwards not come back but he did so it changes things a lot so and if he's not getting the goal line work like Edwards is then it really drops his uh, value right we're going to talk about them later anyways though so um, let's continue Trey what's some other news going on around the league uh, then for Chase, the Cardinals, James Conner will also be getting – he'll be the third down back for the Cardinals and be getting the goal line touches, which, again, will take away fantasy value from Chase Edmonds, who could have, could have had a pretty big year for RB2 or flex play. Yeah, we, talk, we talked about um, Chase Edmonds last episode. He's kind of – he's more efficient with the less amount of touches he gets, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, but this honestly could be – not necessarily a good thing for him, but I, we knew James Conner's going to get work if he's healthy. Like that's just he's not going to come sign with the Cardinals and just not play any downs. So this is pretty. This wasn't huge news to me, just for the fact that I already thought this was going to happen. I don't know. Did you guys imagine this or? Uh, yeah, I mean, kinda. Not really. It just felt like. Chase Edmonds was going to be the guy. I feel like he, like he kind of last year he kind of proved like his worth and stuff. But do you think he could be a three down back? Not about a three down back, but he definitely has. Because there was times last year where he was handed that position and he didn't he didn't live up to it. Like the, all of the glimpses people saw and the the hopes that they had for him that all came from again those six or seven touches he broke away for like 95 yards but then when he was handed 15 plus touches he just didn't really do anything with it i think he has a potential but it's just kind of hard kind of everything together right yeah i definitely don't i don't know i don't i don't think i see him as a three down back he's a good player but uh i just i don't know i'm don't really want to take him this year i'm not looking for him in my drafts hit any of the cardinals running backs because kyler's just gonna get a lot of rushing work too, and even with uh, Connor getting all the goal line work or whatever, like Kyler's still gonna pull, take away those hand. Like he'll pull the ball out and just run it in himself as he did so many times last year because he's really good at reading that and 
just taking it to himself because he's just that kind of quarterback. He's a run. I mean, he's kind of a runner like Lamar. I mean, I feel like the Cardinals will have like a similar ground. I mean, it's their offense will be kind of like similar to the Ravens, but like in a different sense where Cardinals can really pass the ball, but the Ravens not so much. But the Cardinals can't run the ball quite as well. But it's kind of like similarities with how they rotate the running backs and all that. They just don't have the D hop on their team like the uh, Cardinals do. I agree. I think I it's kind of like compare them similarly, but not the same, just like similar quarterbacks, like that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's smart bringing up Kyler. I mean, there's a good chance Kyler uh, finishes the season with 10 rushing touchdowns, you know, so that definitely decreases the value for those running backs. What do you have last year, like 11, 12, 13, something like that? Mm. Yeah, he had quite a few. Yeah, it was I mean, definitely it was up there, but point or like for over half the season I mean he was looking like a top five MVP candidate until he got hurt and then his throwing went down but his rushing was pretty remarkable all season he had 11 yeah yeah Yeah, I definitely he'll definitely rush for at least eight next year probably 10 plus he's really good at running the ball in the red zone right okay let's move on with the news um Saquon got off the pup list that means he's gonna start practicing um and start doing drills with the team and whatnot. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I know we've all kind of talked down on him a little bit this year just for the injury concern and the fact that he hadn't been practicing, but now that we know he's going to, do you guys see a different path for him, or are you still not taking him? Uh, I, still probably, <clears throat> I still probably won't take him just because I feel like a lot of times like running backs, like one year after ACL tears, like Dalvin Cook, struggle that first year back and they're definitely gonna struggle the first like three four weeks like Dalvin Cook only had like 600 700 yards that first year back so I kind of feel like ACLs are scared for that first year but kind of once you get that first year out of the way then it'll be a different story wasn't Dalvin hurt that year too when he came back I thought he got hurt a second time that's besides the point let's not get into that um Trey I think you made some good points um I, I kind of look at it as if he, he's already going to have a tough schedule opening up. And with that injury concern, I think it's smart to take a safer type of player at that pick. Like if you can grab like a Nick Chubb or somebody and somebody you really know who's going to be strong out of the gate, not necessarily as much upside, but safe and a value pick, um, that could be the way to go in my opinion. So I'm right there with you. I, I think that he has a huge second half of the season, so – if somehow you can have him fall in the first round and snag him and snag somebody back coming back the second round to kind of like fill in for that RB1 role until he gets going, you could have a huge second half of the season. It's just a gamble, and yeah. it, it just depends on how um, how much you want to do that with your team this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now, and, I mean, they're pretty ridiculous. Like, when he's on the field, he's – an amazing running back is just can he stay healthy this year yeah the keywords win and it i mean he's missed more games than played yeah in the last two uh yeah i guess he has in the last two years yeah he had a um, great rookie year like i really hope we see that again because like when he and even his second year i mean he's looking his touchdowns were down slightly and his yardage was yeah honestly just like Maybe 20, 10, 20 yards a game difference. Like, it's yeah. just slight it, touchdown difference. It's set. Like healthy, healthy Saquon's the best running back in the league. It's just, is he healthy? 
Yeah, I agree and, with that. In my in my if he's coming back week one, I mean, it's starting. To, I, I want to stay away from him, but like his upside is just ridiculous. Like he has easy RB one upside if he can play a full sixteen again, and if his old line does a decent enough job for him, like he has easy RB one upside. Yeah, again, it's just that injury concern, and the schedule starts off rough for him. So, but I, I do I do see a path where he does like finish as a top five RB. He just has to stay healthy, and it just it really depends on where you get him, and it really depends on who who's on the board. Like if if he falls, like I, I'm debating on taking him at pick six, but then again, he could cost you your entire season if he doesn't hit. But if he does, he can win it. So that's the type of player he is. Trey, you have anything else to say about him, or are you ready to move on? Uh, I'm ready to move on. Okay, let's talk about Michael Thomas. Um, everything's – I don't know what's going on there. I mean, obviously the injury concern, but apparently the C- – or Seahawks. Apparently the Saints uh, staff and trainers were trying to get a hold of him during the off season to get updated with his injury and – get him in for surgery and whatnot, and apparently he wasn't answering the call or anything to them, trying to rehab it without surgery, and then that's why these last couple of weeks it hasn't been going well for him. So finally they made the call that he needs surgery, but it's not looking good for him in the Saints. I mean, it looks like he – I'm starting to get the impression he doesn't want to be there. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I don't see him blasting over a season in New Orleans. Or if it does last a season, he's going to get traded in the offseason. Right. Because it sounds like it's a mess right now. There's been a lot of drama the past year. Right. He's kind of a kind of a crybaby in general and stuff, too. Like, the past few years when they lose the playoffs and stuff. But I just, yeah, I, don't, I don't think Michael Thomas and the Saints are going to last for a long that long. Dylan, how do you feel about it? You think he'll be gone? I, th- I think he's going to be gone. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not... <sighs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if I see it really working out. I mean, he's just if he's not hasn't been on the field. He's been frustrated, anyways. It seems like with the Saints, like I don't know, just from an outsider perspective, like I'm not don't watch him too much, but just from what I've seen, it just kind of seems like he's kind of on the outs with them, and it's gonna end up requesting for a trade or something like that next season, maybe. But we'll we'll see what happens. Who knows what happens with the Saints? Maybe their QB situation gets all figured out and they look good this year. We just And he comes back by like week five or something, like week five, six, and then tears it up. Who knows? But I, if I had to bet on it, I'd probably say he's not a saint within the next two, three years at most. Yeah. Um, there, There's talks about him, or not him, but there's talks about Saints tr- wanting to trade for an elite corner. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe – uh, they just try to get rid of him. Yeah, I think that's an interesting and maybe uh, I was gonna say Xavier Howard trade, but the Dolphins don't really need a receiver anymore. Well, yeah, and I I think it, they're not even necessarily looking at just Lee. I think they're looking at just like young talent that they can develop as well. Yeah, um, but for specifically cornerback though, I I think he's gonna go to the Jags. Like I have a feeling that he's Urban Meyer wants him. I mean they're. I, apparently, C.J. Henderson is on the trading block. So. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a rumor. Don't know if it's 100% true, but that's a rumor that's kind of floating around right now. Well, in that case, then. That could be a little trade package and a few picks or something. Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. 
him going there, maybe then flip Chark and Henderson or fourth or something for Thomas. Yeah, I don't mind that at all, actually. Yeah, it makes sense though. Urban Meyer coached him and stuff in college, so and it would give Lawrence a lock and loaded top ten wide receiver in the NFL with for uh, the next at least five years. With Marvin Jones and good running backs and stuff, right? I mean, it kind of makes sense. It does make sense. I like that. Yeah, and Chark's Chark's kind of been falling off the last year and a half or so, so yeah. it could be a good flip, honestly. Okay, well, let's get out of the news. Uh, Trey, why don't you open up with what we're going to be talking about? All right, today we're going to talk We're going to talk about the AFC North and South, and we're going to break down those divisions, and let's start off with the AFC North, and we're going to start off with the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Um, so, so let's say Lamar Jackson, the obvious top five QB. Yeah. Lock? For sure. Um, I think that I think he's got a lot of upside, but there's a lot. Like I would rather have Kyler over him this year. I think Kyler has, like I I have Car- Kyler as my QB one, just because, like Dylan said, he got injured last year, but he was on pace to be the QB one last year. Um, obviously when Dak went out and everything, but uh, yeah, I think Lamar's in for a big year. I think that. I think that passing game is going to be better considering Bateman comes in. Um, I just, I just, and Watkins, obviously. I just think that this offense could take a step in that direction. I'm not saying it's drastically going to change, but I think that, I think that it could put him over the edge a little bit and kind of get him closer to how he was two years ago. Because last year he did have a down year compared to where he's being drafted. I mean, he was going in the second round and he finishes like QB 11 or something, so. Sorry, I was yawning, but yeah, I think, I think passing wise he's gonna improve, but not like a ton, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Because Watkins and Bateman is an improvement, but they're not massive improvements like I think people expect them to be. Yeah, I and I, I, we'll get into Bateman obviously, but I think people need to slow down on the hype on him. Like people are talking about how he could be like the next Justin Jefferson and. Like, people just need to slow down. There's not enough volume in this offense for that to happen. I'm not – like, he could be a fantastic wide receiver in the next couple years, but it's his rookie year on the Baltimore Ravens, the least pass-heavy team in the league. Even Like, they they have a ton of room to bring up their passing game, so us saying their passing game is going to increase isn't saying a lot. Like, they they were the – they threw the ball the least amount last year, so – I still think they're closer to the least amount than mid-pack. So, yeah, I think the hype on him needs to slow down. I think he's great for Dynasty, though. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, brought in some good players to put around him, but nothing crazy. So, Dylan, you have anything to say about Lamar? Oh, uh, yeah, you were saying he finished around the RB11 last year. So QB11. Yeah, or, yeah, <laughs> RB11. Uh, Basically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I can see him finish around top five. I don't, I wouldn't say he's a lock, because I'm just I'm just going over guys in my head that I have Mahomes, Kyler, and uh, Josh Allen as locks, but it's like a really close tie between for guys like four or five for the four or five spot between like Dak, Lamar, Rogers, Herbert. 
and even like Tannehill or Brady too. Honestly, I like guys I could see in there. And I'm probably right. forgetting some names too. I, I think he's locked and loaded top ten. Like I oh think yeah, that's fair e- to easy say. top ten. I, I mean he'll be right around the top five. I think honestly all those guys are gonna be super close. I I just kind of pencil in Mahomes, Kyler, and Allen just because I feel like I know what I'm gonna get from them this year for I, sure. But I have like the minimum bar I have on guys like Rodgers and Herbert or like it's like. I have their ceiling like super like their ceiling's already high. I mean their uh, floor is already high, but I could all I have like their ceiling also at the same time really high. But I just don't know if they're gonna hit that a lot. I mean we'll see. I'm really high on Rodgers and Adams this year. Really high on Herbert, Allen, and Eckler, um, and also uh, Dak and CD and Cooper. So, right. And so like and Zeke, and so. It's, it's tough to say which I'm going to pick between them because, I mean, I think Lamar's passing attack is really going to have to take a step forward and his rushing touchdowns right. may have to go up a little bit too. I or mean, just, just for a fan perspective, as a player, I don't really care about his rushing touchdowns what he, or how he scores the ball. But fantasy-wise, if they're not really going to throw the ball more, he's probably going to have to run the ball in the end zone a little more too. I think he's just the prime example of uh, sometimes it's better to – wait for a late round QB because I feel like two years ago he had a historic year like it, it was it was crazy he had the most rushing yards for a QB ever um but I think last year was kind of closer to what we're going to see in the future I think he's going to be a little bit better than that and obviously that bumps him around QB eight to seven range but I mean like you said you can we can get guys like Brady Rogers and Herbert Rodgers and Herbert go like a round and a half later, um, but Brady and Tannenhill are going five, probably four or five rounds after. So yeah, I didn't even mention Russ. That's my fault. He's also another guy up there. But uh, yeah, to that point, like really, like I'd much rather just sit and wait for Tannehill or Stafford, like one of those guys. I mean, Herbert, Rodgers, and Brady are going sooner than those guys, and it's like. That's like it's that tear drop off, like I guess in the draft or whatever, where like QBs, like all like a QB, a bunch of QBs will go, and then it'll be a few rounds till the, they start picking up again. That's when like Tannehill, Stafford, like not even Baker, but like those guys are gonna go like a little bit later. Right. And I would much rather wait for that than reach for like Mahomes, Allen, or Lamar, or even if Kyler goes that high this year, we'll see. But all right, and but- even even as much as I love Rodgers, like I keep seeing him on like mocks going like fifth sixth round i'm like i i really prefer not to touch the qb to like the seventh eighth round at like the earliest let's jump to the rbs uh gus edwards and jk dobbins obviously trey talked about how it's supposed to be a 60 uh 40 split with gus edwards getting the goal line work um i think trey put this perfect earlier in the pod um this does drop dobbins a little bit for all of us just because of the fact that he's going in he was typically, for me at least, in mocks going in early third round. Um, I didn't really see him going in the second, but, I mean, all mocks are different, obviously. But uh, I feel comfortable getting him late third, early fourth, um, preferably late fourth, honestly. But with how um, bad running backs are this year, later on in drafts, I mean, he's not going to fall much more with that, even with this news breaking. But it, it does... Um, give me, it gives me hope in Gus Edwards having at least some fantasy relevance. Um, if you can snag him at the end of your draft, 
and put him in bye weeks or if one of your running backs goes down and just hope he falls in the end zone because if it's going to be a 60-40 split with Ingram gone, I mean, he's going to get 12 touches on the ground a week easily because they're going to be running the ball so much and somebody else is going to have to get it than Dobbins. That's why it's not That's why it's not crazy news to me because there was already – this team's going to run the ball so much anyways, and who else would run it, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, besides the three counting Lamar within that group, like that's – it's going to be a lot of rushing yards, like probably – Shoot, I mean, they have they have a chance to run for close to 2,500 yards this year. I mean, they'll easily run 2,000-plus. So, I mean, it's got it's kind of murky in the backfield of which guy you're going to draft. But, I mean, even with the news kind of like it kind of brings Dobbins' stock down, that definitely brings Edwards' stock up because even with when they're going to be both on the field, he could still be a productive player like Kareem Hunt was last year without minus the receiving work. But then, if say Dobbins gets down, which I don't want to wish an injury on him or anything, then he had like decent work while he was splitting time. But then, once he's getting the full touches to himself, then he'll take off. So that'd be a player that I'd watch out for because he's gonna get decent work. You can put him on your. You don't have to start him, but there's a lot of opportunity for him this year to have a lot of fantasy impact especially if there's like weeks you have like a bye week or something you need another player to put your flex or something and he could fill that role trey do you have anything to say about them uh no you guys basically summed it up but i think like you said like a late third early early fourth for dobbins i feel feel comfortable taking him there just based off volume as well how do you how do you feel about this receiving core fantasy wise walk-ins i don't think walk-ins has any fantasy value at all you want you want to I, mean, I looked at Watkins' numbers last year, then the week one he didn't go over ten points once. In a okay, yeah, you want to know my take on him? If you look back the last three years, play him week one and cut him or trade him. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I've been saying. Because how much did he have last year, week one? Eighteen. Then other than that, his highest yeah. was like nine. So and with, that was with Pat Mahomes. So. so uh yeah, two years ago week one week one yeah, like he 45. had he had fifty points. Yeah. And so I remember I I was like, no way, this is going to continue to happen. I flipped him for Devontae Adams. I flipped him in, like, a third-round running back for uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, yeah, plug him. Honestly, plug him in at flex for first week, and then what? Was that our, was that our league that we were all in? No. Different league. Okay. I was like, damn. That's uh, – we did that stupid. But 50 points, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I think he'll have more fantasy. I mean, even no, though I mean more no than he, more than he has in the past, but no shot. I will I will be willing to bet any amount of money. I mean, it, and who's going to be the wide? Is it going to be him or Bateman as wide receiver? Bateman one? has way more fantasy relevance than him. And you have to keep in mind who else is still there. Brown. Brown's still there. Mark Andrews is still there. Watkins has no fantasy value this year, unless you're in some deep league where you have like eight wide receivers. Then yeah, stash him on your bench. But I, if he didn't do it on the Chiefs, he's not going to do it on Baltimore. I'm not saying – real football, I think he's going to help Lamar develop. I mean, he could still get 600 receiving yards, six touchdowns, but that's not going to tie into fans yeah, very well. Yeah, I, guess it, that, I guess that's He's true. a choppy I'm player. I'm just thinking more of like – I mean, we were saying, yeah, I mean, you had Mahomes throwing in the ball, but also, I mean, the, Chief, the only two constants in the Chiefs offense like that were getting – 
or work through the air were Hill and, and there's Kelsey a re- the there's last a re- couple There's years. a reason why he wasn't getting more. I mean, yeah, that, that, that is true. Part of it's injury. Part of it's because he's not a great player. But he also, I mean, he has shown flashes of being a really yeah, but good it, player in this league. It, that was not a while gonna, ago. It's, just, but. it's not going to just happen now. Like, would you be happy? Where would you be happy if he finished? That's what I'm saying. Because I mean, oh, where would I be happy? I mean, he finishes like a top thirty, top forty receiver. I mean, and he has no, he has no shot finishing top thirty, no shot. Top forty, no shot. Okay, would you rather take Michael Gallup or Sammy Watkins? Uh, probably Gallup. I mean, I, I don't know, not probably Gallup easily. Let me, but like, yeah. I, I could easily see Watkins finishing above him, like, because I mean, Gallup has CD and Cooper ahead of him for sure, and Zeke's gonna get. I mean, yeah, a lot but you too. can't you can't say Watkins is securely over Bateman or Hollywood. You can't say that. But also, Gallup's ADP right now is like fifty three, for like, yeah, ADP. So you're saying Sammy Watkins is gonna. Be top sixty player in the whole fantasy football. Never know. Yeah. I, would, would you rather? Would you rather have Mike Williams or Sammy Watkins? You guys are giving like easy ones. It's going to Williams, obviously. Okay. Like, would you rather have Jalen Waddle or Watkins? Waddle. Would you rather have Antonio Brown or Watkins? Brown. Would you have Marquise Brown or? Uh, I'm taking Brown because he throw him the flex and you pray to God he gets a big touchdown. Yeah, I know, and I'd probably say Brown just just for that because he's Chenault. gonna have some pop weeks. But Chenault, Pro- I mean Chenault probably, but Landry, Landry, Judy. Oh, Judy, you're off of him. There you go. Where where are those guys going at? The, these are wide. Mike Mike Williams is the wide receiver fifty. Oof. Well, that's barring injury with the rest of the guys. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I guess. Okay. I, I, thought, I thought I was lowballing it with the thirty-four. You'll say, be happy if he finishes a top fifty receiver in fantasy. That's more like it. See, but he's not going. Like, we'll it's not it. worth the pick we'll because see, we'll you, see what happens. He'll bounce back to his rookie year, prob- break a thousand yards, and no, call it good. The, the problem where he's going, even if it did happen, don't still don't draft him because the guys he's going around, there's way more upside with the guys going around him. You got raw talent like rookies coming in or you have young guys who could, like Chenault you could you could make a case where he could finish top five or not top five top 25 this year because who knows if he's not he he showed a glimpse of being the number one last year and he's going to get rushes out of the backfield like he's just a fun player to have on your team and obviously you're going to pick him then not you don't even know if Watkins is the wide receiver one on the least throwing team in the NFL uh, Marquise Brown, I'm not drafting him either, really. Um, but I would take him obviously over Watkins just because of that big play ability. You guys have anything to say about him? I'll take him like in a later round as a backup receiver, right. just based off the guy gets hurt and he flex play. He, I can throw him in there, and he could he could possibly produce like some points for me. Right, and then Bateman. Um, I like Bateman. Like I like Bateman a lot in Dynasty. In Redraft, I like him, but I feel I feel like the hype's gonna get out of control, and I feel like he's gonna crack like the top six rounds eventually. Yeah, for sure. And if that's the case, there's no chance I'm taking him. Um, I think he could have a good. I think he could lead that team, but realistically, 
I just, I feel like it's going to be one of those situations where you don't know who it's going to be week by week. Yeah, I feel like other than, other than Mark Andrews, because technically Mark Andrews is the number one target. Right. Other than that, though, like if you're the number two target on the least passing team in the NFL, they're you're not, not going to have a ton of value. All right, let's move on to, obviously, Mark Andrews. Top five tight end? He's top five. I. It's interesting that you talk about him being the most targeted. I mean, obviously, it's a fact. He's, he's the best um, option for Lamar on this offense. The only thing is, is if you look at his numbers, he's hit or miss. Like he's the, he's the, he's the um, big hit guy at the tight end position, or he's gonna bust. Like if we, I, I'll I'll pull up his numbers. Um, but last year, he he just did some. He had some interesting weeks. He finished the fifth, but he went 23, 3, 19, 14, 3, 5, 3. 9, 18, 10, 15, 10, 4. So he is kind of hit or miss. Yeah. But, I mean, when he does hit... Hits. He, like, will win your games. Yeah, he's... I mean, I I like him... Do you like him more than, like, Hawkinson and uh, Pitts? Or who are you taking out of those three? I think I'll take Hawkinson over both those guys. I think that's wrong. I think I'd go Hawkinson, Andrews... Pits. Yeah, I'll do the same. Just because you kind of know we're gonna get out of Andrews and stuff. Right. Maybe think about even Andrews when he gets four points. That's so more than a lot of tight ends. That's true. Uh, if I probably go Hawkinson Pitt. Ah, shoot. Hawkinson and Pitts are close. I, I I don't know. I'm not super high on Andrews here. He'll get good red zone production, but he was kind of underwhelming last year. He had a really big. Well, at least for tight ends, he had a really big year two years ago, and then he kind of just. Oh, he kind of was he hurt last year? I don't know. He kind of just faded away. The whole I mean, passing attack did kind of all year though. So. Yeah, for he had the doubt, he had but. sixty receptions, seven hundred yards, and seven touchdowns. I guess it's not terrible, but for where he was going, it but was he he also missed he missed two games. Yeah. We'll see. I okay, mean, let's move on. Let's move on to the Browns. Um, let's let's briefly run through the quarterback position. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, could be a backup quarterback. You're obviously not going to draft him as your QB one. I do think he does have sneaky upside this year, though. Um, he showed glimpses of being uh, a good fantasy quarterback last year. Do you guys have? Do you think he has any fantasy relevance this year? He finished as the QB seventeen last year. Um. And he what he was a boomer bust player, but I don't know with Beckham coming back. Do you guys see any fantasy relevance, or you guys staying away from him? I like him as a backup. Yeah, I mean he'll be fine as a backup. I'm not super high on him. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. This is kind of a big year for him because he had a good rookie season. For a rookie, he had a great year, but I think it was. A little overhyped just because of the overall situation of it, but he, I, and I was a part of the hype train. But and then the next year he had a really down year, but his numbers also are kind of deceiving when you look at it. I mean, he had a lot of dropped passes that turned to picks and stuff, whatnot, and the whole team was just kind of a mess with a really bad head coach. And then last year it looks like they found their head coach, and he was like, with having. A receiver like Beckham, he honestly played worse, which doesn't make sense to me. Well, it, okay, it was a new offense though. Yeah, the, I mean, he got it was clear he got used to it the second yeah, half of the year. Yeah, it's it's true. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe they both are due for big seasons. 
but the run game is just so it's just so much better than let's, their passing attack, and it's what opens up their passing game. Because, let's jump into that, Trey. Why don't you break down the running backs a little bit? <clears throat> uh, I think this year, honestly, I'm pretty high on Cream Hunt. Really? Obviously, obviously, Nick Chubb is gonna be like a first round pick. Okay. Late first, but I think Cream Hunt because how thin, how thin the running backs are this year. I'm like, if I get Cream Hunt in the fourth round, I'd be as my running back three. I'd be, that's, I'd be, I'd be very happy. That's, and I'm down on him. Um, no. Here, no. Here's the reason why. It's multiple things. I had him on multiple teams last year. He did finish as like the RB12 or something, which is RB1. Um, but what scared me is if you watch the Brown games, at least half of his games, he went into the fourth quarter with four or five, five or fewer points going into the fourth quarter, and then somehow he would come out with like 15 points. And that's scary to me because he wasn't getting work until the fourth quarter and like half of the games. And that's, I don't know, with Chubb being back fully, I think he's an interesting player this year because Chubb missed like, what, five or six games last year? Yeah. And even when Chubb went down, Hunt didn't look great. Um, So you, you would take him in the fourth round? So I... Let me ask you. I guess let me ask well, you. Well, it kind of depends on how they draft and stuff too, as well. If if you see him or ETN, who who are you taking? I think I'll take ETN because the upside. What about Gaskin? I think they're right. Uh, they're pretty similar. I also heard today that sounds like Gaskin Gaskin's gonna be the guy. The guy. The guy, but also Malcolm Brown is probably gonna get the goal line touches. What about J.K. Dobbins? I'll go Dobbins based off of his volume. Okay. Like, I get, would you be happy if, like, I don't think there's a path for Kareem Hunt to finish as RB1 again. If he finished as a low in RB2, obviously you'd be happy. Yeah. So That's why what, I said, like, if I draft, like, two running backs and get him as a running back three or flex play. Maybe people like, are too low on him this year. I don't yeah. know. He just scares me because I, did, I had him in a lot of leagues and he would just, I would, He'd be going into the fourth quarter, and I'm like, oh, is he going to bust for me? And then all of a sudden, he'd just score these points. But I don't know how that continues to happen. No, yeah, that makes sense for sure. But I think as a running back three, though, that's how I kind of view him as. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, I like that. I don't don't think it's a problem being high on him. Especially in PPR. Yeah. Dylan, do you have anything to say about him? Um, not really sure. I feel like he's going to – you kind of said it right. He's going to be hit or miss week by week, like – He's not going to be, like, I don't know. He could be receiving, or, like, a consistent, like, around 10 a week, though, at the same time, though, because he's going to get constant receiving work every week, and he gets a good amount of red zone touches, too, so it's really tough to say. Um, oh, let me read something. Or, or I just really have really, I have really mixed feelings about him. This, I think he's a great player, and but... This and, is interesting. And, the last four weeks of the season, he had six... Rushing attempts, seven, four, and then ten. Do you think what, what do you think that's from? Chubb going off or And um, then he only had he had six receptions, three, three, and one. It could yeah, probably from just Chubb having big games. I mean I've pretty remember him having big games on the stretch and I think Baker was throwing the ball a lot better down the stretch too. Yeah, Chubb went seventeen, fifteen. 11 to 14 attempts. 
Yeah, so they must have that's been. Still not. I feel that's just underwhelming for Chubb to only get that many. It's, you only got you got Baker Mayfield throwing the football. The best. Yeah, but before league, that he had 19, giving 20, Chubb 19, 11, 18, 17. 11 anyway, carries in a game. Let's let's. Uh, do you guys have anything to say about Chubb? I mean, I think he's a lock and loaded first round pick. I think he's safe. I just think that people need to cool down. He doesn't have crazy upside, just because of the fact that Hunt is there and he he's not in the passing game. Do you guys think that's fair to say? Yeah, he's going to be a top 10 back for sure with top five upside, but nothing really more than that. I mean, he's got a great old line to run behind. He runs one of the best pure runners in the league, if not the best. Uh, he, But he's not a great red zone back, but he was better last year. So I feel like that could go up, and he has – great breakaway on or breakaway potential on play so we'll see i mean i see him probably around rb seven or eight which is kind of where he's going so all right let's jump into the receivers then um obviously the first one off the board is odell um he's going as wide receiver 30 do you guys think that's fair are you taking him there? He's going around guys like Robbie Anderson, Debo Samuel, Chase Claypool, Michael Thomas. Oh, not Michael Thomas. Courtney Sutton, Tyler Lockett. Do you guys want him this year? Or are you just kind of out. Uh, with those some of those players, I I I would be out. I'll take rather take guys like Lockett and Anderson and Claypool over OBJ. Oh, oh! I thought you were talking about Landry for a second. I was like, wow, that is very high to put on. Uh, I think that's the right spot to put him around. I'm not really trying to go after him this year. He's kind of let me down last year and the year before he was underwhelming, but I also see him having a big bounce back because he's a super talented player. So kind of have mixed feelings about that. But all the, a lot of those guys around him, like you said, Lockett. Same one of the like Lockett for sure I'd take over. Robbie Anderson, Debo Samuel. Those are all possible. Those are it's it's tough to say. It depends on who I have. Chase Claypool as receivers already. Honestly, I'm taking Chase over him. I might be taking him for sure. Lockett's for sure the one I'd take over him. But do you guys? Would you guys rather get Odell at wide receiver thirty, or would you rather get Landry at wide receiver forty two? Mm. See, I, I I'm grabbing Landry because Landry like. You know what you're gonna get out of him. He's not gonna. He doesn't have a very good upside, but he's a floor player. Like if you plug him in as your like wide receiver three, you know he's gonna get you ten points a week. Um, and yeah, Landry's going, super boring player. Landry's going around like Gallup, Marquise Brown, Devontae Parker, Antonio Brown, Jalen Waddle. I think that's fair where he's going, and I take him over yeah. most of those guys. I would take Waddle and Brown or Antonio over him. Okay, for sure, but. Yeah, Landry's a consistent. He's boring, but he's a consistent eight to twelve a week, pretty much guaranteed. So, it's a guy. If you have like uh big like big boomer bust guys, like if you had like DK and like Mike Evans paired together, which I would never do that, but like say you did, uh, I think he'd be a great receiver to complement them because you'll get. A few right. points. You're like you get a decent amount of points out of him every week, and he complements those type of receivers really well. Okay, um, let's jump to the tight end Hooper. I don't. I really don't think he has fantasy relevance. I'm not drafting him. Yeah, I was high on him last year. Then I was I was definitely wrong on that. I just don't think there's enough volume in this offense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 
maybe bent backup tight end. Okay. Other than that, though, I don't see who, any. Who do you guys have winning the division between? I don't think any of us have the Steelers. So who do you guys think wins? Browns or Ravens? Baltimore. Okay, I have Baltimore as well. I think they both make the playoffs, though. We got to speed I, it I'd, up. Too, I'd say so Baltimore. I'd say Baltimore, but it's gonna be very, very close. There, whoever wins, it's gonna win. Like the division's gonna win like twelve games, but it's only gonna be like a one game difference at most. Like, okay. It's gonna be super close, just like it was last year. All right, let's jump to the Steelers. Um, ben Roethlisberger, do you guys like him this year or uh, backup QB? Backup QB. I think that's. I think that's fair. I mean, with him, you have to purely hope for yards and touchdowns. He has no rushing upside, so I think it's easy going through him. Uh, Najee Harris. Dylan, you're big on him. Um, Trey, you're big on him. Let's hear you guys' perspective. Um, it's I might reach on. I mean, I'm not gonna end up actually reaching on him, but I'm really, really hoping he follows me in the draft because he's gonna be a workhorse back. Lock and loaded second round pick for you. Oh, easy. I mean, if I was like a late, no, I I wouldn't. But if I was really like had to get a running back in the first round or beginning of the second round like I would take him in those spots comfortably over like he just has a ton of upside and he's going to get volume so okay and that's pretty much like the most important thing in fantasy is volume so Trey what, gonna, they're going to they love workhorse backs so they've used them they just haven't like had that one or like since Le'Veon Bell really. Trey would you rather have him or not or him or Gibson because I know you're pretty big on Gibson they're going around each other Dylan you can ask or answer after him I think Harris because I think Harris will get more volume. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Man, like I wasn't as high on Gibson, but it kind of. I think it's easy for me, that, but I'll go Harris just just oh. purely just purely off volume. See, the th- like I understand that, but they're gonna throw the ball a lot, but he's gonna they're gonna have to be honest for that run. Like if they they play soft coverage because they expect him to throw the ball he's just going to run it's, through I, the tackles I think Gibson's going to have a phenomenal year and I think Gibson has way more upside it's uh, it, it's, it depends on how much receiving I, like work, I guess he gets I don't know okay let's obviously I think he I think I would I would go Gibson in that situation just because I think he has more upside but I think Harris is the safer pick hmm. I think I think Harris is like Harris. I was almost saying vice Harris's versa, pot- but I see that point of that. Harris's potential is a Nick Chubb type of player who can actually catch the ball. Like, or Chubb can catch the ball, but he's just not. He's not the greatest route runner. Najee Harris has shown he's a good route runner in college and whatnot. But anyways, let's get past that. Let's go receivers. Briefly run through these guys. Um, we got Deontay Johnson, um, Claypool, and then Juju. In my opinion, for me. I think at the end of the year, Deontay Johnson leads that team um, in targets if he stays healthy. That's a big if because in, even in the first game, he, me and Trey looked at each other because he didn't he grab his leg. He remember when he went down and you and me looked at each other right away because last year he dealt with injuries the whole year and. You talking about that preseason thing? Yeah, last week. Uh, okay. Deontay caught a ball and then ran it up the field on the like the left side of the field, ran it up like ten yards, got tackled, and then he just immediately grabbed for his ankle. So mm-hmm. that's something to monitor. Um, but if he's healthy, I think he's like you can get him as your wide receiver three, which is great. Um, and then Claypool for me though has you the most. Take up. him as a wide receiver too. Deontay. Yeah, if Did, you were going RB heavy. No, no, I would if I if I got like two or three RBs. In the first like 
five rounds and grab him as my wide receiver too. Absolutely, I'd, I'd be fine with that. But it just depends how or who I get. Like if I get like a like two RBs in the first two rounds and then come back around and get like a I don't know. Let's think. Who's a like a Mari Cooper, CD Lamb, and then pair him with Deontay. I like that. Yeah. But um, I think Claypool has the most upside just because he he could have double digit touchdowns and he's a big playmaker. Um, I like those two. I'm off of Juju though. I do not like Juju this year at all. No, yeah, I I think uh, Juju will probably be their third down target. I feel like just being the slot guy, but I I see him all probably getting over 800 yards. But Claypool will definitely get the most. Uh, red zone targets, and it depends on Deontay's hands this year. Like, if we can get rid of his butter fingers, I mean, he's going to have a big year and probably break 12, 1,300 yards this year if he can fix that because he got a lot of targets but he dropped a lot of easy passes last year. Right. So if he can clean that up and get a little more red zone work, I mean, he has a ton of upside. But, yeah, Claypool has a lot just on his big playability alone, and he just needs to – work on his intermediate and short game to garner more targets besides on just straight streaks and uh, red zone targets. But that also could be on Big Ben if he plays better this year. Like, I mean, he could get better work because I don't think their offensive play calling was all that great last year, to be honest. And the O-line was shaky, and they had no run game. So maybe that will all fix it up, and he looks more complete as a player this year. We never know. Yeah. Trey, do you have anything to say about them? Oh, and I was going to say no Juju this year. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm also pretty high on Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. I think they have a lot of upside. I think Claypool is probably that, kind of that boomer bust player. But yeah. I think kind of late in the draft. Depends on, like, the players you have. But I feel like late in the draft, like, he can be a big boom player. Big asset for a team. Yeah, for sure. And then Juju, yeah, not, not very high on Juju this year. Did really see Claypool being like Mike Evans last year, like that kind of player. And, and if you similar if you, situation, similar kind of boom or bust, like it's gonna be really comparable to that. Like could break over a thousand yards to twelve hundred. That's what you want in your um, wide receiver three too, is a boom or bust yeah, player, and then and get two consistent get, guys. Okay, you probably break double digit touchdowns this year. Trey, why don't you um, break down Burrow for the Bengals? We're gonna run through the Bengals super fast because we're running out of time. I'm gonna start off with the Bengals. I'm not gonna draft a single player on the Bengals. Ooh, Burrow sounds like he sounds like Burrow's really struggling right now. Okay, and I think coming off an ACL injury, that's and a terrible terrible online. I I love this because that, that's not that's not sounding very good. I love this because. I thought I was the only one. I don't want. I really don't want anyone. At first, I was thinking like, oh, Burrow could be a value at like QB thirteen or fourteen, but he's been struggling. He's coming off an AC tear, and this offense aligns just so bad. I think he's gonna have good games, but I think he's just gonna be like unpredictable. I think he could be a better NFL quarterback this year than a fantasy quarterback. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Dylan, you feel the same way about Burrow, just briefly. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I could see him being like a like a Walmart version of Dak last year before he went down. Like he's gonna get a lot of yards. He's gonna he, he can run. Like it just depends on how he looks this year. But it obviously, shaky old line play. But he has weapons, good running back, and everything. Bro, and he looks bad in camp though. He didn't look good. Who? 
Burrow. He does yeah, not look good in camp. Thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he depends on how healthy he is by week one, that he could look a lot different. I'm hoping he does, but he is a good player. He's athletic. Like, he can make plays on the ground, but if he has a lot okay. of weapons to throw to, so he could, like, throw. I mean, if he's healthy, he could easily throw over 4,500 yards and 25 to 30 touchdowns this year. But we'll see how healthy he really is this once it gets let's, around let's jump to Mixon. season. Let's jump to Mixon because we got about 20 minutes left. Um, Mixon, for me, you know what? I was I was talking about him last week, and I said how I think he's he has potential to have a good year. I'm off of him. I can't do it. Um, I was breaking down his numbers uh, this weekend, and he's just too risky. With the guys going around him, there's just a lot. Let, let's let other people in our league take him. Like I'm hoping he goes before um, some of those other other running backs that could drop to us in the second round. I, I'm off of him though because yeah, he, I, I hope somebody reaches and takes him, and then people start flipping to take wide receivers in round two. He he ha- Gibson Harris those kind of guys right. slip down to I'm later right in the you. round. He has all the skill in the world. But if you watch him and look at his numbers, he is the running back version of Mike Evans. Like, he is a boomer bust running back. He either gives you five points or he gives you 25 points. You have no idea when it's going to happen. He'll randomly have a great game against a team he's not supposed to have a great game against, and then he'll shit the bed the next week against a team that's bad. So I'm off of him. Trey, how do you feel about him? It's not, and I, I think he could very well and finish as a top 12 running back. It's just, I think there's a good chance he has 50 50 games. In terms of good or bad for your team, and uh, you don't want that in your RB one or two. He's going as an RB one. Yeah, I've played the past like three years. He's been the same thing in Mixon. Like everyone's high on him. He's gonna have a good year, and then, then he doesn't. He doesn't. I so. will say the one thing is Giovanni Bernard is gone this year, but I mean, and even then, I just feel like it's countered though because he Mixon has dealt with injuries, so it's not like too. he's just gonna consume the three down roll and, and not have any injury concern. I feel like for me. Personally, there's just, I just have to stop at some point and just say, okay, like he's he's not gonna work out unless he proves me wrong. But okay, let's I'm jump to him. let's jump to these receivers. Um, for me, I've I've heard uh, Chase has had a rough camp as well. Um, I think he's a, definitely an upside pick, and I think he could. I, again, he's one of those players that could end the second half of the season phenomenal and just kind of start off rough. Um, I'm I'm not necessarily drafting him because he's a little too rich for me he's going in like the sixth round and i'm not i'm not huge on him to the point where i'm taking him there i i think there's a path for him to be great this year i think he's going to be a great nfl wide receiver i just i'm not i'm not reaching for him that early and he's all the way up by higgins this year higgins is probably the only guy i'm drafting on this offense like he he was great last year if you break down his numbers he has the body to be a, a wide receiver one so i'm on higgins for where Higgins is going, but I'm not I'm not too high on uh, Chase. What about you guys? Uh, I think they're all like great players and stuff, but um, with like how bad it sounds like Joe Bur- Burrow's playing with the terrible O line, um, it's kind of hard to see receivers going in the fifth or sixth round like where they're going to be like su- successful. Honestly, right. so there's a lot of players I would take over them. Okay, let's Dylan briefly. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say they are kind of in – they're just like one of those wide receiver cores with a lot of players in them. They all could be really good. We didn't even talk about Boyd. Yeah, like Boyd was pretty consistently good last year. 
And, I mean, they had a chase. I mean, it's going to be a loaded. They could all catch 1,000 yards this year. They're kind of like the Steelers. Like, compare their wide receiver cores. Like, they'll probably look very similar in numbers. Okay. It just depends on which one you get between Chase and uh, Higgins, I think, will be the best one. But I Trey, think why Chase is more upside, but Higgins is the safest pick, probably. All right, Trey, why don't you uh, break down the next division first team? Who are we talking about? Uh, Tennessee Titans. Okay. Um, I've loved Tannehill this year. I think that he's a value. Um, where he's going, it feels like every year he's slept on, and he's the definition of if you want to get a late-round QB, that's who you aim for. Yeah, I think why well, are the Titans winning the division this year now? Since you do? The whole Wentz, Wentz oh, thing and yeah. that stuff. Tannehill, I think he's going to respect he kind of deserves this year. And everyone, everyone kind of knows he's a top 10 QB. Dylan, Definitely a good late round pick. Dylan, you, yeah, you there for just the late round. Nothing more on him. For, uh, yeah, Tannehill, Tannehill I really like. He's a huge upside this year and really high floor, too. Same time. So, like, he's going to be a consistent guy you can trust. Probably won't have, like, any under 50, very many under 15 to 20 point weeks for the most part but okay yeah like a big guy guy you can trust and get in the late round and not have to reach for qb let's jump to uh henry um i am i'm off of henry this year i've made it very apparent um when we have our bust candidates i'm going to lock and load him as my bust he's going as the rb3 strictly because of his year last year i'm not i'm not saying like he had a crazy year last year but with the with getting Julio Jones, the offensive line getting worse, um, the defense getting worse, I I just don't I don't think he repeats it, and I think that they try to switch to the passing game a little bit more, make it a little bit more even. I think you'll still have a good year, but I don't want a player in the top five picks. Uh, I don't want to pick somebody that you're solely banking on touchdown volume. Um, I think that's way, way, way too risky um, because I broke it down to Trey and Dylan. This, he could have 120 rushing yards in a week, and if he doesn't fall into the end zone, he busts. And do you want, again, do you want a guy like that on your team, or do you want to pick somebody who doesn't necessarily need touchdowns week by week to be fantasy relevant? I mean, probably the latter there. It's, it's tough to say. Where I'm at with four, I'm kind of like a stalemate with who I'm going to pick, and I'm almost leaning towards just reaching on a receiver just because I have no idea what running back I want at that spot, and I know what receiver I would want later in the round if I had a lower pick, so that's why Adams. I'm kind of at right now. And I, I like Henry a lot. He's one of my top candidates, but it's just so tough to pick between them, like, it's kind of down to Henry or Kamara for me. And I would I would take Saquon over Henry, right now. Yep. And I was starting to look back at that with the news. I I didn't find this out until today, but. But do you guys see the point? Of, it's, the point it's, I'm making. He's yeah. just he's such a the thing I like about him though. He can literally get a hundred twenty. Like you can you can almost lock him in a hundred percent as a top ten back. Can you not? No, you can, but and he'll you probably with finish a, closer with a to top, top five than ten. With a top three, he's going RB three off the board. And he's not gonna get taken there in our league. So if he if he was going and if he was going as like the ninth or tenth player off the board, then I'm like, yeah, grab Henry. Like if I had the ninth or tenth pick and he fell to me, I'd grab Henry because he's. You wouldn't even take him at six. No. Wow. 
Wow. Because I think there's guys that I think there's guys available there that have more upside. I want an Aaron Jones. I want an Eckler. I want somebody who has upside to have ten rushing touchdowns and five or six receiving touchdowns and get that receiving volume. Because in my opinion, it's it's much more. Well, it's not even opinion. It, in fantasy, it's much more. It's better for your team. You don't want a guy solely rush having rushing yards. The reason yeah, why that's, that's why I don't. But he's just like the reason why I like so Chubb consistent. so much. The reason why I like Chubb so much is he's going later in the first round, and I view Henry and Chubb as the same player in that sense. Like, I think Chubb has a little bit more upside in the receiving game. Yeah, I mean, but I like like I would I would take them back to back from one another but in the first round i would not t- i'm not taking henry inside the top five or six picks i'm not doing fair. it i don't know i just i think henry's floor is higher like both his floor and ceiling are a lot higher than chubbs if i'm gonna be honest with you and i think he's less of an injury risk too where i can i, I can trust him to play every single game and rush for 1500 plus this year and rush for 10 to 12 plus touchdowns i okay. mean we that's, got, that's we, why i like him so much but his is Ceiling just isn't as high as other guys, at least in fantasy value, not as a pure running back. We got we got 15 minutes to break down three teams, so let's get through this receiving core really fast. Uh, AJ Brown. I like him a lot. You like him a lot? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they have Julio. Tell so. me why you like him. He's going in the second round. I mean, he had a big year. I forgot. I don't know what exact number he was last year, but he had a big year with Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Now that even better receiver Julio Jones, so he's still gonna get like feel like the same like coverage like he did last year. Okay. And still the same amount of targets. I'm not taking him either. Um, I think he'll if he fell to me in like the ra- round three, I would take him. But uh, round two for me is a little too rich, just because having Julio come into town, I think that Julio is going to demand his targets. So I think there's going to be a lot of weeks where either one of them's hitting and the other one's okay. Um, I don't. Th- I, people. It seems like people think Julio's done. If Julio's on the field, he's Julio. Do you know where Julio was going at this year? Uh, round four or five. Okay. I like Julio in round four or five. Okay. I'd rather have Julio there than I. I like AJ Brown. Like I think he finishes top ten, but I think that he is another one of those guys that is kind of he's closer to boomer bust it's, than he is. It's kind of like a the. He's a better version of Mike Evans in my opinion. I feel like it's kind of like this D like a DK and Tyler Lockett situation. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, but. I'm not taking either one of those guys. Well, I'm taking Lockett later in the yes. draft because he's just so low, but I'm not taking DK either in the second. I just, I, I'd rather have a guy like Justin Jefferson, um, Tyreek Hill, obviously, sure. if he was there, Calvin Ridley, just guys like that who you know are consistently going to be um, a factor week in and week out. You don't have to really worry about those bus games, but that's just my opinion. So you like Brown or DK more? Brown. Brown. That's fair. I think he has more touchdown upside. He's my opinion on him has just changed a lot. I actually think he's a really complete receiver, honestly. Compared no, to I, I, I only too. thought he was like more of a deep threat, but now I like I see him as like a super complete receiver. And I do too. I the the only reason why I'm really off to this boomer bust because their rushing not attack even, is so not much. Even, like I said, like he's closer. He's closer to. He's like right in the middle of being a consistent receiver and boomer bust i don't know he's kind like, of that tyreek hill how kind of right like he, like he made that push last year where he wasn't really like a super bust candidate but he did have his games where he fell off but he was dealing with injuries the julio just scares me that's what that's what scares me because julio could very well finish as the wide receiver one on this offense and you can get him at a better value 
So that's what scares me because I'd yeah. rather I'd rather go for Julio and Bain because I think it's a 60-40% chance, and I'd rather take the 40% chance on Julio who's going in round four or five. Yeah, I mean, I really don't. I really, I mean, Brown, I mean, I can almost lock and load. He's going to get more touchdowns. That's the only thing that I like more for it. But, like, I can't bank out Julio for actually finishing as the better receiver because, I mean, I think he's the better player still, like, in real life. Fantasy, yeah, I don't know. But I, I can't, I can't certainly say anymore. It's it's just tough. I don't know if it's just because he kind of just had an underwhelming year and he was hurt, but he was still really productive when he played and really outshining. Like it's it's just weird to say. Okay, Let, let's jump to the Colts just because we're running yeah. out of time. Sorry about that. Um, I'm not I'm not taking anybody on this team now. I was very high on Jonathan Taylor. Me and Dylan had endless conversations about how I was lock and loaded taking him at the sixth pick, um, just because I thought he had a lot of upside with Wentz. But with the fact Wentz. It went down and the quarterback position is just so foggy for them right now and there's a chance that you have a guy that's never seen the NFL field start for them um, as well as Nelson going down I'm not I'm not taking Jonathan Taylor if he fell to like early second round then yeah I'm snagging him obviously but and honestly back if back around one I would not be opposed to taking him there either but I was just I, I had him lock and loaded as a top, top five back this year until everything happened. So I'm just off of him now. I still have mixed feelings. Like, he's so talented, and I, he has just – he faces six weak-ass defenses a year. And it's just like those ga- those can really turn into huge weeks right. and, and really key times for me. And I feel like his schedule down the stretch, I, I was – I didn't really know about it. I was reading something, though, today. It was like saying that he has a, one of the weakest schedules to face. The- and, like, down the stretch, that's where he, he – him and guys like David Montgomery just absolutely skyrocketed because they right. faced easy schedules at the end and finally got the right volume at the right time. I just really panned out. So, like, I it, – it's, 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 it's so it tough to say. It depends him. on – for me. Like, I, th- I think he – I think he has a better chance of finishing as a top um, 12 back than he does finishing outside of it. It's just – I think he – I think they could have a slow start just for the fact that they're – the quarterback's going to be – it's going to be a rough position for them um, starting out, and they're going to be trying to figure out what they're going to be doing, obviously. So I think it could be a rough couple of games out of the gate, and I just don't want part of that to start the season. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way as you guys with JT. Okay, um, the receiving core, I'm not taking anybody. Like, I honestly, yeah, same. I, I, I don't even – like, I'm really high on this defense, but I don't even know if I want them now just because of the fact that they – they could potentially be on the field a lot with this offense not delivering. I think this offense is going to be like decently enough to get by, but I don't think that it's going to be like. Like, do you guys like Pittman now? Like, I don't like Pittman until when he, he's back. a good receiver, but again, the backup QB. And I want no shares of Hilton. I would have like kind of like Hilton as like a backup with uh, Wentz, but. Backup QB, your best lineman's out. Uh, right. They don't have, a, like, Amari Cooper or somewhere that, like, they can prove they can play with a backup QB. Right. Okay. Um, let's jump to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think Lawrence has sneaky fantasy relevance this year. I, I, I He hasn't really been talked about because of guys like Fields, uh, Lance, all those guys, but he he has a he has a lot of upside. I mean, I if he if we read the numbers at the end of the season and he finished as 
uh, QB 10, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, because he, like, he is one of those QBs where how he plays the game, he's ready for the NFL, and he's joining an offense that is just good enough to make him fantasy relevant, in my opinion. Like, I've got him as my... Minshew is pretty fantasy relevant when he was playing, so, I mean... Exactly. And this offense is... Lawrence, like, as much as I love Minshew, Lawrence is way more talented. And this offense is better, and... Probably a better coaching system, too. Right. And you can get him as your QB, too. And so put him on the bench, wait three or four games for him to develop, and then you'll know if this guy has breakout potential, you know? So I, I really like Lawrence. Trey, do you have anything on him? or? No, I like Lawrence because he's talented, obviously, but they also have a lot of weapons around him. Okay. And I kind of think that even with ETN having that uh, receiving ability, that's also will help his fantasy value a lot too. I agree. Okay, let's switch the running back position. Um, James Robinson, I, I don't like him at all this year. He's going in like the fifth or sixth round. And, like, I understand last year, crazy year. I think he's a good talent, but they drafted a running back in the first round for a reason to match with Lawrence. I mean, ETN and him played with each other in college, and ETN's going to get the passing work, hands down, and he's going to get a good portion of the receiving work. So I'm down on Robinson, but I really do like ETN as, like, your RB3, RB4. Yeah, same with me. I think ETN has a lot of, uh, he has a high floor, a high ceiling. Oh, both. Whatever it is. Both, both. yeah. Because he could like, easily have a boom year. Yeah. Especially towards the end of the season. Yeah. And J- I think it's crazy that James Robinson is going around guys like Mike Davis, uh, Melvin Gordon, just like... Guys who are running back ones on the Established team. running backs who, even though the talks of Melvin not finishing the season as the RB1 on that team, that doesn't matter. Like, the, the rumors are that he looks phenomenal in training camp. And he's the clear-cut RB1 starting the season. That's all that matters. If he's the RB1 starting the season, you draft him as your flex, you play him as your flex. No, it doesn't work out. You have other you draft good enough, you have other backups to plug him in. Great, yeah. With Robinson, I, I don't even see a flex play. No, I don't want him. Um, okay. Dylan, anything on those guys, or are you good? Uh, I like, yeah, like you said, you like Robinson as a player, but ETN's going to be way more fantasy relevant. I mean, Robinson can catch the ball fine, but it sounds like ETN's going to even line up at slot at times, I thought, like something like that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, they said Aaron Jones would do that last year, but that never really happened, so we'll see. The receiver position, um, Chark's the first receiver off the board. Um, I don't like Chark this year. I think that last year he dealt with injuries, and he just did not look good on the field. I mean, even his coach was saying how um, he didn't look like – he didn't look – his body-wise didn't look like a wide receiver one should. Like, you, his own coach was talking bad about him. Um, I think that he's he's going way too rich for my blood in the draft, and I'd rather have Chanel or uh, Jones. I think Jones is – Jones is going like the wide receiver 40 or 45 off the board. The dude has potential to have 10 touchdowns yeah, this year. Yeah, Shovel and Jones, have, they have much more fantasy value than uh, Chark does, especially yeah. where their uh, ADP is at. Yeah, so I'm, I'm good taking either one of those guys, but I don't want Chark. I, I'm on the flip side. I kind of like Chark this year. I think being paired up with Lawrence, like I think that's going to be a really good receiver to compliment him, and he'll get – better volume this year as long as he just stays healthy he was hurt all last year but i th- really i feel like his red zone and tar and his targets in general just go up i i f- did forget jones was there 
I had really liked Jones a lot. He was really clutch for me last year, plugging him like late season two down the stretch. Like he's gonna be a big part of that offense, and he's going too low in my opinion from what he's. I mean, probably about right, but like he could easily surpass what his value is or his ADP or whatever. Okay, not too big on Chenault because he's really relying on red zone opportunity, but he also could improve in the other departments of the position. All right. And I think Tim Tebow, uh, tight end one. Uh, I don't see any fancy value. He could have a big boom. I think it's tight end one. I think it's tight end one. Yeah, I was. I'm really surprised to see Travis Kelsey have a higher ADP than him. I'm gonna be honest with you. So like, no. Tebow's probably gonna catch 20 touchdowns this year. I mean, Tim Tebow looks swole. I disagree with that. Tim Tebow looks swole, but that's about it. All right, let's jump to Houston. I'm not drafting one player. No shot. I, you could have all these players fall to me, and we could be in a 50-round fantasy league, and I'm, I'm still not drafting one. I think Teddy Bridgewater – or not Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Tyrod Taylor, um, no fantasy relevance in my opinion. Um, Brett will draft him. If, te- if Teddy – what? Brett's going to draft. draft him. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't like Tyrod this year. Um David Johnson, I don't like. There's just no upside. I mean, people are. I've heard podcasts talk about drafting Brandon Cooks. I. Why would you want to do that? Because even if you start him, I think he has all the talent in the world. But a, you have injury concern, and b, this is the by far the worst team in the NFL. You don't want to play him week by week. I mean, you. How I put it is, where Brandon Cooks is going. Would you rather watch him week by week play, like potentially playing? literally on the worst team of all time. This this team could be the worst team of all time. Would you rather watch him on a week-by-week week basis, or would you rather grab somebody around him like a Waddle and hope for the breakout, you know? It's tough to say. I mean, he is a really good player. I mean, he's like a lock for 1,000 yards when he's healthy. Not this year. But, yeah, this could be the one year where it's finally not. But it also, I mean, it just could be like, I mean, you – Saw Crowder was really productive last year when he was healthy. So, as long as he stays healthy, he could have value. But I probably will stay away from him. But unless I have like two, three, four, like or like two or three guys like I really, really trust and like, then maybe I'll grab him just because yeah, he's gonna get the him. most targets and volume. But that's the only reason why, just just based on volume that he'll get. But no. it's still super risky. David Johnson. I'm not high on him, but I mean he'll get decent points in red zone work, so that's that's the only really reason I though, like him as like an really RB three maybe. That's about it. Lindsay's there and Ingram's there. Oh shoot! Like will he? Like it's gonna be like it's a three headed uh, maybe, monster. Maybe Lindsay's a sleeper this year because Johnson's no. always hurt. So okay, well Lindsay could end up being a sleeper. I even there was two minutes of talking about this team that, that feels like too much for me. So only person I would do is maybe draft Cooks. Pretty late and just pray that Deshaun Watson's gonna play. Bro. Other than that, there's there's nothing. Okay, well that basically or just pray he has like two, three big weeks and you can trade. No, him off just don't, right don't, don't draft like, don't draft him. I'm anybody that listens to this, please, do not draft him because there's guys going around him that literally have upside. I don't see upside for Brandon Cooks, even if he, even if he finishes where he's being drafted. Like, you could get guys around there that are much more electric 
I mean, would you rather have him or a Mike Williams? Or would you rather have him or a Waddle? Would you rather have him or... Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I he, might he's take, going around I'd Claypool. I'd take him over Williams, Waddle... I don't know. It's he's tough. going around Claypool. Would you rather have him or Claypool? Claypool, based off upside. Then there you go. Um, okay, you guys have anything else to say? Or I'm good. Okay, that basically sums it up for this episode. Um, follow us at First Class FB on Insta. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Later this week, or yeah, dropping Wednesday, um, we'll have another episode for you guys. So stay tuned, and thank you so much. Go, Pat, go. Love you guys.